0: Welcome to sports on a
3: Sunday morning. There's a swing and a long one. That's a goner for Bader. Touchdown, Kansas City. Johnson pops a three. Followed oh, the Bayou Billiken says I'm involved too. On America's sports toys, KMOX.
0: What a beautiful day for Cardinal baseball. The Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers today at 115, 1220 pregame. I'm Tom Ackerman. Great to have you along. What a beautiful city. We live in. I mean, it looks gorgeous out there today. A great day for baseball. Brian Kelly, a great day to pick up some barbecue. Did you like my tweet there? I did. Uh,
3: pappies, And then I had to add to it, of what course. Did, what did you say again? To, oh, Center Ice. And go to Center Ice. You pick up your your pappies, and then you walk down the, the walk there and go to Center Ice Brewery and have some of their great beers. It's a great way to spend some time. That's a good
0: move. For those yeah. who don't know and don't follow us on Twitter, uh, it was a drive through at pappy's i was very impressed with i guess i Mm -hmm. thought that it was a curbside that you had to call ahead so i pulled up and these are not clients of ours like pappy's smokehouse does not advertise on the radio station and center ice doesn't either Mm -hmm. they're just two great places right next to each other that you and i like a lot so this is a public service announcement that I pulled up to Pappy's to get something while I was working here at KMOX yesterday. I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to run down there and get some lunch. So I, my idea was to go in, stand in line, get it. So I pull up and the young lady comes up to the car and said, do you have a, an order waiting? I said, no, I don't. I'm just going to go in and get out. She said, what's your name? I said, Tom. She said, what do you want, Tom? I said, uh, half slab, slaw and mm-hmm. beans. She's like, cash or credit card. Credit card. Boom. Tip. Parking number two. I'm telling you, Brian, not less than five minutes, I would mm-hmm. say. Knock on my window. Tom, here you go. Oh. And I was back at KMOX eating barbecue. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, it's like the best barbecue oh my maybe goodness. in the country. i has got to be careful on that because I love Central Barbecue in Memphis. I love Joe's in Kansas City. I like a lot of things in Kansas City.
3: But, man. I mean, yeah. what a great service that is. And those ribs are Woo. to die for. Gosh, they're so good. I had some uh, a couple weeks ago before a blues game and uh, <sighs> met some people down there, and we had a couple of cold ones and some uh, some ribs. And
0: Maybe it was because it. I was eating it in the KMOX sports office, and it was just so fascinating to me that I was having pappies in my office, but... I think they were the best they've ever been. Really? I think it was the mm. best half slab I've I've eaten at Pappy's, and they've all been good. But yeah. they, this was especially good. I good think stuff. because of the location, because I was there, and I had the Cardinals game uh-huh. on and the Masters on at the same time and, yeah. you know, having a good time. Good way to the, go. The other thing that I tweeted uh, a couple days ago caught fire for whatever reason when I said that Talman <laughs> <laughs> was day-to-day with an upper body injury or something uh-huh. like that, an update. And people really loved it and thought it was hilarious. And then, you know, it was brought to my attention that Talman actually has not been at Enterprise Center recently.
3: I saw him the first game I went to. He sat down in front of us in the lower bowl. But, yeah, uh, Louis's taken over that for now. He
0: has. So I actually, uh, as we do at KMOX, I did some journalism, and I dug into it, and I did reach Talman. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to get the exclusive today uh, in our 11.05 Blues breakdown as to what has happened to Talman and why he is not at the game. He does. He will. Let us know uh, that he has not been there, and he does have mm-hmm. an upper body injury. So we'll we'll have oh, that coming oh, up. Okay. Yeah, it's wow. uh, it's it's big. Uh, yeah. This is big time, and we're going to have it in our Blues breakdown segment at eleven o five. But let's break it down, uh, you and me, um, right now. And I think you know this is a team that's starting to catch fire here. As it stands right now, they're in the playoffs. There's a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge win for them. I mean, they so they win a game, then they win nine to one, and they start to get some momentum here. And then the Wild hasn't beat. You know, final minute. Blues are finding a way, trying to, and Mike Hoffman, of all people, let's go one of those great shots, one of the best shots in the league. And the Blues have tied the game, and they went to overtime, Brian, and got it done on a Ryan O'Reilly backhanded wraparound.
3: This year is very different because it seems to me the past several years when the Blues would pull a goalie, the game was over. They would get scored on, and nothing much would happen. This year, they've had a few of these where they've come back late, and they've scored in the final minute with the goalie pulled. And uh, and it, it, I mean, it tells you what happens when you get traffic in front. Both of Hoffman's goals, one went off a defenseman higher up, uh, further out from the net, and then the one last night bounced around and got in. Uh, it it you got to put traffic in front of the net, and when you took put a forward in front of the net, they bring at least one defenseman, and that makes a big difference because oh. you're not going to score in a straight in shot very often.
0: Well, this is fun right now. So the Blues have a playoff spot right now. They get the Wild again tomorrow on the road. So they're going to continue to play this team. Got to play well. Keep the pressure on. But, my gosh, if they start to make a run, this city's going to go nuts. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama leads the Masters. Dan Reardon's going to be with us at 11.45, 11.30 for John Moselock. A lot of blues at the start of the 11. But coming up next is Cardinals manager Mike Schilt in his radio show. And that game was nuts yesterday. I mean, the Cardinals, there was all kinds of stuff going on there. So we're going to sort that out with the skipper here in just a few minutes. But BK... Uh, your blues, I mean, as long as and our blues, I should say, as long as uh, <laughs> yes, our blues, Husso and Bennington. This is a final thing for you in about thirty seconds. But as long as Husso and Bennington are stopping pucks, and yeah. I think they need them both. Yeah. They're going to be tough to stop. I think. I mean, as long as they find Hoffman a role, and it looks like he has one.
3: Well, and they're playing on their toes again. They're playing with confidence. They're they're going all out and forechecking. they they're you know last night a lot of their passes were a little sloppy. They weren't quite as, as sharp as they were on Friday night, but they the effort was there from beginning to end. And so even though things weren't quite going the way they wanted to. They stuck with it, and they got the win, and that's a great sign. They're playing more like they did during their their championship run. Uh, a little early to crown them just yet, but uh, we're seeing some definitely some positive signs.
0: We definitely have some news items on the Cardinals' side, and we will get those answered by Mike Schilt next. It's 10-12, the manager of the Cardinals, right after this break.
2: Time to get the inside scoop on the Cardinals 2021 season with Redbirds manager Mike Schilt. Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule on your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX.
0: We are back on sports on a Sunday morning, the Mike Schilt show. I love St. Louis. I love this weather. I love baseball and I love talking to Mike Schilt. That's for sure. Cardinals manager is with us for a bit to talk some baseball. How are you, my friend? I'm doing
1: good, Mr. Ackerman. How about yourself?
0: Doing great. I'll tell you that. It's a great day for a ball game. One fifteen start for Daniel Ponce de Leon against these Brewers, going for a series win. You're in for a, a fight here with this team. And uh, I guess just overall the NL Central, the you know, these teams aren't gonna give an inch. You knew that. It's gonna be a, a race to the finish in
1: this division. Yeah, you know, we do it brick by brick, day by day. Um, you know, we expect good competition out of a um, well-balanced division, and um, we feel good about our club, and we're excited about today. The day. There was a lot
0: of stuff going on in that game yesterday, and I'll, I'm also going to ask you on your show here about your opening day experience on Thursday, because that was extremely special. But just to get to yesterday and, and to talk about some of those things, and I know that uh, you did speak uh, with the media after the game about the situation at third base, which I felt was a turning point in the game, certainly. I mean, you had some momentum there, and then the ball hits Justin Williams. Uh, what uh, the umpire ruled, Mike, correct, was that he was part of his body was in fair territory, uh, and even though his feet were in foul territory, gosh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll dissect this thing, but I, I want to ask you this: I really think this should be a reviewable play. I mean, if it's a, if it's a safe out call and it's a base running boundary type play, I, I kind of think they should be reviewing these plays. So, what do you think?
1: Yeah, if we've got it, you know. I mean, I think it's, you know, look, it's been established in our game for a while now. and um It's not a frequent play, though, Tom, so it's probably not frequent enough people are pounding the table. We're, we're clearly going to express our thoughts, but it's not a play that happens enough where they probably feel like it needs to be reviewable. So one of the things that I think the game, Major League Baseball, which I'm I'm all about, the replay system. I, I was there, a little tidbit, 2013, it was introduced to the Arizona Fall League when I was managing. And... um the guys were like, and I was kind of thinking about, hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have the first. So I was saying, you could be the first person to challenge a play in the history of professional baseball. And I said, no, I want to be the first one that challenges a play and and is, gets it gets reversed. And um, when we we're at Salt River. Um, that facility was set up for replays so and more games that were the games that were there were replayed versus some of the other sites. So anyway. Early in the game, guy goes out, makes the first one, um, doesn't get it reversed. Later in the game, play at second base, went out, got it reversed. So, um, you know, it's kind of cool being part of that. Always saying to share a little, little story, but also get some context with how long the replay's been in place. And I followed it pretty closely, because there was a lot of questions um, Mr. Tory and Tony was involved with the commissioner. There was a big process before that and what to do, what not to do. And then they established and had to establish something to get this started with the replay system. And then, it's like anything else, it's changed over time. And, but one of the things that people have thought about the replay system, while I think most people want to get it right, is the time. So, at first, that wasn't as big a deal for our game, the time of the game, the length of the game. Uh, but now that we have a replay system, they've had a time, now they want to you know they wanted to be more streamlined. So my long way of saying is, I don't think they want to add anything to it. But to your question, it should be a reviewable play because, and this should maybe be considered as well. Although it's been happened as long as I've been in the game, the home plate umpire has the 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 baseball and the call prior to the the ball getting to the first or third base back. Well, first of all that's a that's a very hard thing for for an umpire to do is be bearing down on a ball strike call and then a ball's hit and now these balls are being hit at velocities of over 100 miles an hour. It, it, it's potentially beyond human capacity to sit there and say, oh, ball strike, ball strike, ball strike, mm, contact, boom, oh, it hit him. I, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't get the exit velocity on Eddie's ball yesterday. Um, but it was a big play to your point. It did switch momentum. We did a look at it, you know, he caught it, saw it in real time, did the best he could, can't argue with it, it's not reviewable. Um, you know, what we feel like it probably happens. it hit him in foul territory and then Willie spun into fair territory in, in real time and it looked like it might have hit him there. So, anyway, can't get it back. It turned the game a little bit, but we got to be better and figure out a way to, to close down the next inning, which we weren't able to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is true. And there was a lot of stuff in that game for sure that contributed to the final score. I, you know for Justin and I totally get this that he probably shouldn't well not probably he shouldn't be that close to the line you're taught to stay back from the line but even then I just feel like you know the line is there for a reason and that's why I as as you have alluded to in your answer you know that that review would have determined that you did get a chance to see that TV replay, right? I mean, it is very close. Mm. Granted it's close. And Justin, it close. Justin probably in retrospect should be back a little bit, right? Not really. Um, okay. You know, I mean, to I teach. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, sorry to interrupt, but I like, I, it's such a fast heat of the moment thing that I'm like, I watched it over and over and over. And I'm like, I just don't understand. Justin's in foul territory. He got hit by the ball in foul territory. I don't care how close he is to the line. Like, I, I just feel like that should be a foul ball.
3: I,
1: I, anyway. Well, it is. I mean, by the letter of the law, but if the body, a piece of his body is hanging out, it's not where his feet are, it's where his body is. If the ball is fair and hits him, and that was the judgment that Allen made. Yeah. Ball was fair, it hit him, dead ball, out. Um, now, as far as Justin's Lee, Justin's lead was right. I mean, we're talking about, a at the moment, a one-run game. So we've already scored multiple runs. Um, with really good technique with balls in the dirt. Um, and really what you want to do is you want to get close to the line, but not on the line. Cause clearly if you're on the line and you get hit, you're out. Um, but you know, because you want to close the line, because look, if you're two feet deep, that's great. You're, you know, either way you're safe in theory. Mm. Um, but it's the point of the question, but if you're two feet deep and you got to play at the plate, I mean, two feet is a fairly significant amount of distance.
0: Yes. Yeah, no doubt way. about it, right? I mean, like, what if the ball gets away, right? A wild pitch or a pass ball, he's got to have uh, as good of a path to that home plate as possible.
1: Yeah, and the teachers, we get to the line, but not on the line. And, um, you know, it shouldn't be an issue. I've never seen it to be an issue, uh, but it was yesterday, and that's why we show up, because you never know what you're going to see at the ballpark.
0: <laughs> no question. It was just, there there's another strange thing. I have no idea how that ball bounced over the wall uh, earlier from where it hit. Uh, actually that was later where they reviewed that. They reviewed that one. I mean, they, they put on the headset and, and talked to New York about that one, but, uh, that was, I, I don't know what was going on. I cannot explain that. I, the, the ball, unless it was just spinning where, or hit a spot on the wall where it could have popped over. That was
1: strange. It's very strange. Maybe had some top spin on it, hit, and, you know, kicked over. Um, again, been the game a long time. And, uh, you know, not seeing it. Of course, when I was growing up, it was mostly wood fences. Um, you know, some of the older fences they started to have more traditional padding, and now they have more nuances in the, which is cool in the in the outfield fences. And and you know, they had some of them in, at the old some of the old stadiums as well. But um, anyway, you know, you he, uh, know, and, and it's interesting how that's a double because it did not hit the ground, but nonetheless, by rule, it's a double. But if it's the top of the fence and bounces it over, it's a, clearly a homer.
0: Yeah. I I thought that that was interesting. I was at that point, I had kind of, you know, I was so fired up about the Justin thing. I didn't think, you know, I was like, I don't know. Anyway, I I was very, very wound up just internally about that whole play. And I found it fascinating because of of the point of the game it was in. But as you mentioned, there was a lot of stuff going on in this game. So the Cardinals uh, lose this game nine to five. Austin Dean hit a three run bomb to make it a four run game Uh, before that. You know, I guess another thing in this game is Paul DeYoung, who's hitting 107 right now, I, he has great ability. I mean, his his last full season, he hit 30 home runs. His batting average was low, but he hit 30 home runs, which tells you he's capable of going on a tear for you. It's just a matter of when that's going to happen, Mike. And how do you approach that situation with your shortstop?
1: Well, I mean, the interesting part about it is we're in a very young season. We're in our third series of the season, and the first series, you know, he hits a couple home runs in the same game, gets a base hit, you know, starts, you know, a big rally in the first inning. Um, and, you know, the the conversations and questions are, man, the young looks great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, that was a week ago. Oh. um, So, I get it. You know, look, you know, he's actually going to hit fifth today. Um, we're going to have Yachty hit fourth. Um It hasn't looked as good as Paulie would have liked. But to your point, this is a guy that, um, you know, is more than capable and has history of doing it. And he made an all-star team for a reason. Um, He's been our everyday shortstop and done a really good job for us for several years now in the clubs that have made the playoffs and um, gotten close to a World Series. And, um, you know, we make no excuses. But, you know, you make an honest evaluation, um, we faced some really good pitching this last week and i'm really thrilled that you know it was, it was playoff type baseball close games good pitching um both sides defense base and we played a lot of really well um fundamentally sound games and um we're able to come out on top on on a fair amount of them you know so paulie's you know worked some walks that's the one thing the last couple of days that paulie hadn't done he, he'd taken his walks and you know, I had a high walk percentage, so he's still getting on base and taking productive at-bats. And, you know, yesterday he probably chased a little bit more, and, and you saw him maybe um, try a little bit too hard. And um, he's just going to let the ball come to him. He's a really gifted guy.
0: You know, when I asked you last year when you had Carlson batting cleanup, uh, you actually broke that news on this show, which was great. And and I asked you why, and you said, well, I mean, the guy that's hitting and, and is heating up and is performing at the best is going to get that spot. and. That's kind of what's happening here, right? I mean, Yadi or Molina is going to get that spot for the time being, or at least for today. He's hitting three seventy. He's he's yeah. he's hitting everything.
1: Yeah, he's on it. You know, he's, he's um, got a few walks. You know, Yachty's, a, Yachty's really up there to hack, man. He's up there to hit, but he's getting the ball in his own. He's doing some damage. He's putting good swings on the baseball, and, you know, he gives you a good at bat pretty much every time out. And, we, you know, we want to make sure we're getting some protection for those guys in front of him. And, um, you know, it'll be a little fluid. Um but today, that's, their, that's the lineup we're gonna we're riding with. I feel like he
0: steered Carlos into a pretty nice spot yesterday. I mean, Carlos uh, had threw a lot of pitches early, but he had some good stuff and ended up giving up three runs in five innings, albeit eight hits. But he didn't walk anybody. Mike, just you know, overall, uh, your thoughts on Carlos Martinez yesterday?
1: Another encouraging start. Um, you know, wiggled out. You know, was the one thing we've encouraged. To, you know, Carlos do is challenge people in the strike zone and uh, control counts. And sometimes with that, especially maybe early in a game, guys sinking the ball. You know, maybe a little um, balls up a little bit. You know, first inning yesterday, he got two outs and then and a couple of base hits and he score a run, but he's able to minimize damage. Um, but he's in the strike zone and stuff's good. He's got plus pitches, good fastball, good um, good slider, really good change up, got a little cutter going. Um and it was really good and efficient. And then uh, you know, in the fifth Garcia got him for a two run homer, kinda of spoiled it was a really good outing at that point. But um still, you know, we capable of being able to go even a little bit deeper at that point. We're, you know, kind at the mercy of the score where we want to hit for him and, and try to get something going. because um, the back end of Milwaukee's bullpen's pretty good as most teams are and you know, wanted to get back in the in the contest, which we did. Um and so, but I thought overall carlos was was encouraging again.
0: you went with Helsley after that scoreless frame for him. Your lefties Webb and Miller, who've been really good for you overall the last few years, uh, gave up those late runs, those six additional runs and walked four between the two of them and the Cardinals uh lose the game nine five to the Brewers. uh what is uh, a couple of questions for you on yesterday? So KK you announced is going to throw um is that still? The case in Soge going for about 90?
1: He's going today, um, maybe Mm -hmm. wrapping up right as we speak, because they could start it over there early. So he started at 9 o'clock this morning, and he's looking around 85-ish. You know, know, we'll we'll trust our staff and him to, you know, figure out what that load looks like for today and um, how they're navigating that. But my expectation is he'll get up and down six times and be around the 85 pitch mark, plus or minus a little bit. Um, and then comes out of that clean throw a and be ready to go at some point sooner rather than later for us.
0: Gotcha, that's good. Uh, we'll we'll hear the result of that and then Tyler O'Neill, who looked like uh, boy, he's fast as can be, but uh, his groin injury is something that potentially could linger. Do we have any new information on that?
1: Yeah, I think the club will make an announcement um, at some point. Um, you know what that looks like. I don't think it's my opportunity to do that. Got it. Um, hold on a second, Tom. Hold on a second. Yeah, hold yeah. on. Yeah, no, please. We'll put you on pause for one second. Yeah. Hold on. The
0: Cardinals manager, Mike Schilt, with us. And, and I want to tell our audience this because I'm going to tell the same thing to Mike. We're going to take a break and we'll come back. But uh, Mike joins us till typically about 10.50 or so. But as always, I'm going to tell him, if you got to go, you just tell us. You know, you're in, you're in the... I always tell him that. He's in his office and players come in and out. So he's got to be able to talk to them. It, what a cool thing, really, James. I mean, we've got Mike Schilt on a game day, live, with players coming in and out of his office, and he is talking to us, so it's a neat thing. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, talk to him a little more about Tyler, uh, about what happened in the home opener, about yesterday, and about today's game against the Brewers. John Moselock is going to be with us one hour from now as well. The Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. I'm Tom Ackerman, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX.
2: Welcome back to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, King KMOX.
0: Welcome back to the show, Mike. As I told our audience uh, before we took a break, that I always tell you, if you got to go, like this is a privilege for us to be able to talk to you while you're in your office with players coming in and out and whatnot. So we appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course. You know, you get a you get a real behind the scenes a little bit of how it is and I appreciate the flexibility, but you know, love the show, love doing it with you. But uh, you know, players and then the game comes first, so we gotta do what we gotta do That's some days to to uh get ready for the game. But uh, should be able to hang out a little bit longer.
0: No, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll just go a little bit longer here. But yeah, I used to you know, sit in Tony LaRusse's office and talk baseball with him and somebody would knock on the door and he's like, Tom, you gotta go. <laughs> you know, we got a we got, uh, Matt Morris wants to come in and talk or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's just the way it is. Um, the guy got a job to do, and we appreciate being in your place of work. That's for sure. Uh, what about, so when we left off, we were talking about Tyler, and we'll just leave it at that. There will be an official announcement if there is one. And John Moselock av- actually is going to be with us at 1130. So perhaps he can give us some official word at that point. Uh, your outfield right now. Uh, gosh dylan carlson is uh, making some things happen for you and you continue to evaluate what you have uh, and uh, what you have are some players competing and you might have some others in reserve if you need to get to it but uh, just uh, overall your feeling on the outfield
1: yeah you know i mean we've uh we're getting some opportunities to guys which is what we were hoping for and Get a chance to see him play. They've helped us for sure. You mentioned Dylan. He said hey, he's had some big hits for us. You know, that the at homer to start the season and the grand slam to open it up down in Miami and um, another homer later from the from the right side to to give us a little cushion in a game down there as well. Um, you know, double a single uh, last couple of days. He's played a good center field. Um, you know, can play a good right field. Really good right field as well. So, uh, you know, Dean. Able to get a couple hits yesterday and, you know, launch one to Big Mac land, which was always fun uh, for Drew and Homer to get us back in that one a little bit. And, um, you know, Neil's had some some bigger hits and made some nice plays. And, you know, Williams is trying to, you know, getting his opportunities and seeing what he can do. And he's done some things that have helped us as well. Made a nice catch in the game over in Miami. So, you know, they've got some ability and just about continue to put it together, getting some opportunities and seeing what we have.
0: Carlson with an amazing catch in the first inning of the home opener on Thursday that really I felt set the tone for the day. Although, you know, when the Clydesdales come out of the gate, that kind of sets the tone. I mean, that is a special, mm-hmm. special day, isn't it? Is there just a little extra energy in that clubhouse, even though every day you want to compete and win? But what is it like going into Bush Stadium for the first time, putting on that white home uniform and playing? It's,
1: it's, it's kind of hard to describe, really, for me at least, because it's so so amazing. Um, you know, I get goosebumps. I get um, not an overly emotional guy, but I get, you know, I'm very, very respectful of the legacy and the history of this organization, and it just comes out in, in spades on uh, opening day. And you know, unfortunately, we're not can't. You know, we miss Mr. Brock and 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 uh, Mr. Gibson, of course, and. Um, but watching a tribute to them before the game down the tunnel on the TVs with the Clydesdales and, you know, the fans back in the stands. And, um, man, it's just, uh, you know, like I say, you drive the ballpark and people are around the ballpark again. You feel the energy and it's open today. And, and uh, you know, like you say, you come in, and I was talking to Brian Eversgird, our bullpen uh, coach, and it's like, man, I get to put the wipes on today. And it's just, you know, it's just a – regardless of sport it's an iconic jersey um and so you know all those different things in ballpark village and it's just magic and uh you know clearly a a game the support of that day that rewarded um and and added to the tradition that is opening day in, in st louis
0: absolutely a memorable day and before we get to the big home run late I mean there were some really neat things that happened after that Adam Wainwright started to bear down your bullpen was pretty solid too wasn't it I mean they came out and and uh, Gallegos was one that kind of stands out to me but really I mean across the board that was a heck of a first day
1: yeah well played game you know we uh Wainwright goes out didn't feel himself to his own words um and uh gave up we gave up one in the first um, and you know he bared down after that and held it right there and um you know we he leaves still down one um, bullpen comes in does a does a really nice job um hells he gets the clean inning um and then you mentioned the guys from there, you know Miller had a did a nice job um and then- G- gallego's you know with the the clean eight. Uh, we you know, we tie the game and then uh go ahead after that inning. on uh, I'm sure what you're gonna get to, Mr. Arenando's Victor and Homer and then Alex Reyes has close it closes out. So it was a um it was definitely a team win and uh, a good win, clearly, on opening day.
0: Alex Reyes with his third save. As of yesterday, he was tied for the Major League lead with three saves right out of the gate. I'm going to guess that, I'm taking a guess, that this is your memorable play of the week sponsored <laughs> by Dolan Memory Care Homes. Am I right about what I'm about to play?
1: Yeah, I think you can uh, cue the tape. I don't think there's any mystery to this one.
0: Here it is, eighth inning. You get paid big bucks for spots just like
1: this. Just like this one, Mike. You're right. Nolan Aranato, he has a homer, three RBIs so far for the Cardinals. Dean leads it first, Aranato hits there it deep, it left field, back to there the track, the
0: wall, it's a goner! Two-run homer, Nolan Aranato! Homers! Way to go, John, that's a great call. And Aranato touches the ball, boy, what an opening day this is, huh? Woo-hoo.
1: For a great power hitter like Arnato, Mike, all it takes is one.
0: And that and old homers. walk
1: and a home run, man. <laughs> he homers and his home opener with the Cardinals.
0: And look at that dugout. You talk
1: about a happy dugout. There's There's a, there's a guy that you didn't figure to make the ball from, number zero, Dean. And then Arnato, you knew he'd make it. But boy, you talk about coming through it. Nolan Arnato for a curtain call and a fist pump.
0: Wow! What a moment! What a moment! Curtain call for him. I was very surprised to hear that that was the first one of his life, Mike. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, he took a good time for it, and, uh, and of course here, you know, it's it's uh, special here at Bush Stadium in front of our crowds and our fans. So I know some he'll treasure, and, and rightfully so.
0: That crowd sounded like 50,000, not 13,000, 328 <laughs> on that day. They were fired up. Wait till he hears that place at full throttle.
1: And I thought a really
0: nice point made by Mike Shannon in that call is Austin Dean. It was a pretty good walk yeah. by Austin Dean, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was a good point by Shannon, as always. Um, yeah, great at bat. You know, worked the full count. Um, spoiled a, a borderline pitch um, right before the the walk and took another tough pitch, um, but he worked that walk and and uh, set no one up for, for the storybook uh, home run.
0: Arenado had a double yesterday, so he has at least one hit in his first eight games with the Cardinals. That is actually. Uh, a record. Um, well, right. at least it ties Roger Maris in 1967, who also had a hit in his first eight games as a Cardinal. What a story. I had a friend of mine text me last night and said, you know, Arenado just he has that fiery uh, passion too, like a football player. It's like having a, you know, a football player on your baseball team. And what an exciting player I, th- that excitement out of him uh, definitely gets everybody riled up, too. So that's good.
1: Yeah, no, he's a he's an intense competitor, and you know, skill set to match the the uh, intensity. So it's um, he's a nice player. We're we're super happy to have him on our club. That's for sure.
0: Cardinals got that win, a loss yesterday, so they go for the series win today. And our final thing. So Daniel Ponce de Leon takes the ball today. Ponce was able to pitch well enough for you to get a victory down in Miami. Uh, what do you see out of your right hander today?
1: Strikes. Um, <laughs> you know, Ponce got elite pitches. You know, he's got good stuff. He got a. He's got a. Fastball that disappears on people for the most part. Um, threw an 83 out of 93 pitches. So it was working, so stayed with it. Him and Mignotti, and um, he's also got a good curveball cutter. So, look, he's, just got, he's got weapons. He's got to control counts, be on the plate and, um, you know, make sure he can get out sufficiently and the lot of them.
0: That's exactly the formula, and the Cardinals will get it going at 115 today with Ponce throwing the first pitch. Mike, we always love these visits. We appreciate it very much and uh, have a great day. Look forward to seeing what the team can do and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Tom. Have a blessed day. Appreciate Always a pleasure. You too. Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager with us from his office before the game against the Milwaukee Brewers. Memorable play of the week sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes. If you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes. They have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit DolanCare.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll wrap up a couple of other things on the Cardinals when we return. This is the Mike Schilt Show on Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX.
1: King KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice,
2: KMOX.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Thanks to Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager, for joining us. He was great. He's always great on these shows. Uh, He gave us the news that he's putting Yadier Molina in the cleanup spot today and Paul DeYoung fifth as Paulie's trying to figure out a couple of things and try to get himself going. And as Mike made the point, and it's a good one, actually, is that it was a week ago that Paul came out pretty hot and, you know, everybody was excited about it. And that was just a week ago now. We haven't seen a whole lot uh, from him since then. And we saw a lot of strikeouts yesterday, but I get his point. Uh, I do. And, you know, if Paul DeYoung can start to figure things out, maybe it's better to take him out of that fourth spot. I mean, it is better to take him out of that fourth spot and try to figure out a way to get him going. Uh, We'll get an official update on Tyler O'Neal. We'll let the club make an official announcement on whatever roster move they're going to make. uh, If, uh, indeed, he has to go on the injured list, Uh, O'Neill. Has a groin injury, but to the extent uh, we'll find out, maybe John Mozeliak can give us an update here at eleven thirty on that. Uh, some other stuff, you know, we talked about Justin Williams, and I appreciate. I feel like Schulte kind of backed me up on that a little bit. You know, I mean, I, I was kind of upset yesterday on the Cardinals post game where I didn't think Williams was in the wrong there. I mean, he gets hit by a ball that's batted, and he's in foul territory. I just. You know, look, it's its pointless to sit here and, and harp on it any longer because it's not reviewable, but the review would have shown that he's in foul territory. I don't care what, um, it, well, I mean, I, I just, there's no reason to get any more fired up about it, but the point is, shilty basically said that Williams does not need to be way back on the line and does not need to be totally up on top of the line either. You want to be just up to the line, basically, is what he's saying, so... I'm not sure that Justin was in the wrong there. I think probably just a teaching moment for him. But really, that's, to me, that's on Major League Baseball. The umpire does have a tough call. That is granted. I think the worst part of that is that that particular play is not reviewable. And and Schilt agreed with me that it should be reviewable. I just, you know, if you're going to have review in this game, if you're going to have replay in this game, get it right, that's a play just like in the NFL if a wide receiver was falling out of bounds with the ball and his toe, is it on the line, is it not on the line? If it's not, then it's a catch. If his toe is on the line, then it's an incomplete pass and you have to go back and and it's third down and 10 or whatever. In that particular play is a safe out play. Okay, I'm, I'm going to calm down now. But uh, it did, it turned the game. You know, this kind of thing, but you're going to spend five minutes on the headset about a a ball that was a double or a home run, which I understand that too, then why can't you spend five minutes on the headset about a play that could turn the game on a base running play? It's a subjective call is what they usually say, why they have non-reviewable plays in Major League Baseball, that you're protecting the umpire, basically saying subjective call, just like a ball or a strike, that's a subjective call. This, to me, is not a subjective call. It, you're either in foul territory when the ball hits you or you're in fair territory when the ball hits you. There is no in-between. It's one or the other. So that's why you have replay. All right, I'm done. Next, we talk hockey. That's uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. And John Moselock back for more baseball at 1130 And we will also hear from Dan Reardon. I can't wait to talk to Dan about the Masters. And I think it is a huge, very intriguing storyline in that you could have the first Japanese player to win the Masters. And Hideki Matsuyama is four shots clear of the field. That is a significant moment in golf history that I hope you're paying attention to later today. Up until then, though, I want you to pay attention to the Cardinals, and we have the Cardinals at 1.15 today, 12.20 pregame. Hockey, baseball, golf, and a lot more coming up next hour. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman. Our producer
2: is James O'Sullivan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.